Welcome to our service. This is the broadcast service for the third Sunday of Easter, April 26, 2020. I'm Tom Barthel, serving as pastor at Rock of Ages Lutheran Church here in Payson, Arizona. If you'd like to follow along with this service, you can find the service folder for printing or for viewing on your phone screen at rockofages-payson.com. We begin today with a hymn, To God Be the Glory. To God be the glory, great things He has done. He so loved the world that He gave us His Son. Who yielded his life an atonement for sin And opened the life gate that all may go in Praise the Lord, praise the Lord Let the earth hear his voice Praise the Lord, praise the Lord Let the people rejoice O come to the Father Jesus the Son, and give Him the glory, great things He has done. O perfect redemption, the purchase of blood, to every believer the promise of God, the vilest offender who truly believes that moment from Jesus a pardon receives. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, let the earth hear his voice. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, let the people rejoice. Oh, come to the Father, through Jesus the Son, and give Him the glory, great things He has done. Taught us great things he has done, and great our rejoicing through Jesus the Son. But purer and higher the greater will be our joy and our wonder when Jesus we see. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, let the earth hear.
Grace and peace to you from God our Father, and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Mercy, peace, and love be yours in abundance. Peace. Peace to those far and near, says the Lord. Peace to this house. Peace to all of you who are in Christ. The Lord gives strength to his people. The Lord blesses his people with peace. Blessed is the one whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed is the one whose sin the Lord does not count against them. Let us confess our sins to the Lord. Almighty and merciful Father, we have strayed from your ways like lost sheep. We have followed what we devised and desired in our hearts. We have offended you and sinned against your holy law. We have, we have done, done those things that we should not have done, and we have not done those things that we should have done. Have mercy on us, Lord. Spare us, forgive us, and restore us, according to your promises in Jesus Christ. God, our merciful Father, has forgiven all your sins. He sent his Son, Jesus Christ, to be our Redeemer and Savior. Jesus paid the penalty for our guilt by his death on the cross and freed us from death by his resurrection from the grave. We have peace with God, now and forever. Amen. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the peace from above, and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the peace of the world, for the well-being of the Church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For this holy house, and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. Amen. Our next hymn is Like the Golden Sun Ascending. We'll sing the first two stanzas. Sun ascending, breaking through the gloom of night, on the earth its glory spending, so that darkness takes to flight. Thus my Jesus from the grave, and its dismal dreadful cave, rose triumphant Easter morning, at the Thanks to you, O Christ victorious, thanks to you, O Lord of life, that there's no more power for us, you have conquered in the strife. Thanks because you did arise, and have opened paradise, none can fully sing the glory of the resurrection story. O God, by the humiliation of your Son, you lifted this fallen world from the despair of death. By his resurrection to life, grant your faithful people gladness of heart and the hope of eternal joys. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. 
Our first reading from Acts chapter 24. When the governor motioned him to speak, Paul replied, Because I know that you have been a judge over this nation for many years, I gladly make my defense. You can verify for yourself that it was no more than twelve days ago when I went up to worship at Jerusalem. They did not find me arguing with anyone in the temple or stirring up a crowd in the synagogue or anywhere in the city, and they cannot prove to you the accusations they are now making against me. But I do confess to you that I worship the God of our fathers according to the way which they call a sect. I believe everything written throughout the law and the prophets, and I have the same hope in God that these men have, that there is going to be a resurrection of both the righteous and the unrighteous. This is the reason I continue to do my best to have a clear conscience toward both God and people. After several years, I came to bring my people gifts for the poor and to present offerings. While I was doing these things, they found me ceremonially purified in the temple, without a crowd or disturbance. But there are some Jews from the province of Asia who ought to be here before you and bring charges if they have anything against me. Or. Let these men here state what crime they found in me when I stood before the Sanhedrin. Unless this is about the one thing I shouted while standing in their presence. It is concerning the resurrection of the dead that I am on trial before you today. Our psalm of the day is Psalm 67, read by Phineas Barthel. You are invited to join in singing the refrain. May God be gracious to us and bless us. May his face shine upon us. Let the people praise you, O God. Let all the people praise you. So that your way be be known on all earth, your salvation among all nations. May the peoples praise you, O God. May the peoples praise you, all of them. May the countries be glad and sing for joy, because you rule the peoples with fairness, and you guide the countries of all the earth. Let the people praise you, O God. Let all the people praise you. May the people praise you, O God. May the peoples praise you, all of them. The earth which yields its harvest, God, O God, will bless us. God will bless us, and all the ends of the earth will fear him. Let the people praise you, O God. Let all the people praise you. Our second reading is from 1 Peter chapter 1. If you call on the Father who judges impartially, according to the work of each person, Conduct yourselves during your time of pilgrimage in reverence, because you know that you were redeemed from your empty way of life, handed down to you from your forefathers, not with things that pass away, such as silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, like a lamb without blemish or spot. He was chosen before the foundation of the world, but revealed in these last times for your sake. Through him you are believers in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory, 
so that your faith and hope are in God. The Lord is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Alleluia. Our Gospel reading from Luke chapter 24. Now on that same day two of them were going to a village named Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking with each other about all these things that had happened. While they were talking and discussing this, Jesus himself approached and began to walk along with them, but their eyes were kept from recognizing him. He said to them, What are you talking about as you walk along? Saddened, they stopped. One of them, named Cleopas, answered him, Are you only a visitor in Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened there in these days? What things? he asked them. They replied, The things concerning Jesus of Nazareth, a man who was a prophet, mighty in deed and word before God and all the people. The chief priest and our rulers handed him over to be condemned to death, and they crucified him. But we were hoping that he was going to redeem Israel. Not only that, but besides all this, it is now the third day since these things happened. Also some woman from our group amazed us. They were at the tomb early in the morning. When they did not find his body, they came back saying that they had even seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb. They found it just as the woman had said, but they did not see him. He said to them, How foolish you are, and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Christ have to suffer these things, and to enter his glory? Then, beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. As they approached the village where they were going, he acted as if he were going to travel further. But they urged him strongly, saying, Stay with us, since it is almost evening, and the day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. When he reclined at the table with them, he took the bread, blessed it, broke it, and began giving it to them. Suddenly, their eyes were opened, and they recognized him. Then he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, Were not our hearts burning within us when he was speaking to us along the road, and while he was explaining the scriptures to us? They got up that very hour and returned to Jerusalem. They found the eleven and those who were with them assembled together. They were saying, The Lord really has been raised. He has appeared to Simon. They themselves described what had happened along the road and how they recognized him when he broke the bread. Our hymn of the day is the Day of Resurrection. O day of resurrection, lift a lid abroad, the Passover of gladness, the Passover of God. Our Christ has brought us
songs of victory. Our hearts be pure from evil, that we may see our right. The Lord and raise eternal of resurrection light. And listening to his accents, may we so contemplate his own all hail and hearing, may raise the victor's train. Now let the hands be joyful, let ever song begin, let all the world keep triumph, and all that is therein. Let all things sing and unseen, their notes of gladness land. For Christ the Lord has risen, our joy shall have no end. There's a movie that came out in the mid-90s that featured a man who had really difficult childhood and faced a lot of problems in his life. And it showed the man in his young adulthood sitting on his front porch when suddenly he stands up and just starts running. It records him in his narrative about his run saying, I just started running. And when I got to the end of the county, I decided to go to the end of the state of Alabama. And it describes him going, as he runs, he goes from ocean to ocean, crisscrossing the country. Soon he gains a lot of popularity as people know him as the man who's running across the country. And he's got a following. A lot of people are trying to ask him, why are you running? And he just responds, no particular reason. And then you get to the end of his narrative as he's reflecting back on his running. He has crossed across the nation many times. He's run for years, only stopping to eat, drink, and sleep. And he reflects on all of his running, and he thinks he knows why he did it all. He tells us, My mama always said, you got to put the past behind you before you move on. I think that's what all my running was all about. You see, to leave behind all the struggles of his past, he decided to just run away and run from them. Have you ever felt that way? Like you have faced something frustrating, some event or something in your life, and you just want to walk away from it all and leave it all behind you. Well, this morning we continue our series on When Our Plans Fall Through. And we see two men who did just that. They had faced a very discouraging events and they were trying to just get past it all as they went out for a walk. This morning, we'll see, along with them, that God's solution for our troubles is far greater than just walking away from them and leaving them behind us. These two men, one of them is named Cleopas, were on their way on a seven-mile journey to return homeward. If anybody had faced anything discouraging, it was them. They had known Jesus from the start of his ministry up until the events of the time of his death. And the last few days had been terrible as they had seen him crucified, handed over to be killed, 
and buried. And so they're walking along the road, and even as they're walking to return home, you can tell it's bothering them because they're still discussing all these events, and they're saddened. One thing that we see from this account in Luke chapter 24 is that God never leaves his people. It might seem at times like God is not with us, but there he is. And he comes to us with his word to bring us encouragement in dark times. These two were about to see that literally. As God himself appeared, Jesus came, it says, and walked up to them. And they're about to find out how God deals with troubles. Cleopas and his friend, as they're walking along, have Jesus interrupt them, and he says to them, what are you two talking about as you walk along the road? Cleopas answers, are you not someone from around here that you don't know what's going on? And then Jesus prods them on, what things? This would be kind of like someone saying in, New York after 9-11, what airplanes? Or someone saying today in New York, what virus? Everybody knew what had happened with Jesus. Everybody was talking about Jesus didn't die in some dark corner. It was the news of the day, and it had these two men down in the dumps. So they explained to Jesus, this is what we've experienced. This man, Jesus of Nazareth, a man powerful in word and deed before God and men. We had hoped he was the one, he was going to be the one to redeem Israel. But he was handed over to the chief priest and the rulers. And they put him to death by crucifixion. These men are outlining what has brought them down. And it didn't end there. They said, adding to their confusion, what's more is this morning, some of the women who were going to the tomb did not find him there. Instead, it says, they say they, they saw an angel, and the angel said that he's alive. And when some of the disciples, two of them, went to go see and investigate, they saw it just like the woman said, but they did not see Jesus, only the empty tomb. Cleopas and his friend had the news of the day, and as they walked along, they were trying to figure out what had gone on. And you can see how they evaluated their situation. They took the reports of the woman. They evidently hadn't heard how Jesus later appeared to those women. And they had only the news that those women said they had a message from an angel that Jesus was alive. But the disciples, they didn't see him. Basically, Cleopas and his friend took the evidence of the news of the day. They used their own conclusions, and they came up with their pessimistic conclusion that things did not turn out as they hoped. Their plans had fallen through, and everything went wrong. Well, what did go wrong? Jesus makes that pretty clear. Jesus said to them, How foolish you are, and how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets had spoken. The problem was that Cleopas and his friend had taken the, the news of the day and they had tried to evaluate it without applying God's word to the news. And aren't we tempted to do that sometimes? 
when we hear something reported or some event happens, we are slow sometimes to apply God's word to that event. Maybe we hear of how there's a fearful spread of an illness and we start to wonder, will I be safe? And we take in the, the news reports and we take in all the information around us and we begin to fear with anxiety. And maybe we also begin to wonder, what's going to happen in the future? From what I'm hearing, there's going to be trouble for maybe me and my family. Will my job be okay? Will I be able to support my family? Will I be able to provide for my family and others and myself? And fears begin to take over as we first look at the, the events around us and the things that are happening in the news. And instead of applying God's word to it, and making that part of our understanding of the news, we make our own pessimistic conclusions. And if that is our only solution, it sure does leave us reason to try to get away from it all, to try to just do what we can do is take a walk. For some of us, that literally now is the only thing we can do. And the world's solution might be, you'll be fine, you'll get past it, just walk it off, Things will get back to normal. But if normal is living with uncertainty, if normal is living with not knowing what's going to happen in the future, and maybe there's a dark future around the corner, why would you want to go back to normal? And if normal doesn't answer our questions and leaves us frustrated and anxious, what good is normal? The world's solution doesn't offer anything for we, what we all face which is, the un, which is the certain death that awaits us. You can't escape it. You can't just brush off death. You can't walk away from it. And leading up to death, yes, there will be many troubles in this life. So naturally, if your solution is to try to leave the past behind you before you can move forward, forward is filled with darkness and you can't just walk off the past. But even though at times we might fail to apply God's word and apply that to the news in our life, God comes to us. And he comes to us not just removing the fears and troubles of the past, but revealing, opening our eyes to see a bright future. The word of God applied to the news of today changes our perspective, removes our sadness and gloom, and gives us a burning joy. <clears throat> That's what God did for these two men. Jesus spoke to Cleopas and his friend. Did not the Christ have to suffer these things and to enter his glory? Then beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all scriptures concerning himself. Can you imagine that that Bible study, the, the greatest, I'm sure, Bible study that was ever offered by the teacher Jesus himself, the risen Lord, explaining how all the way from Moses and the law and the prophets, everything pointed to him and his suffering and death and his resurrection. As he was helping them to see in their sadness, though their plans might have fallen through apparently, God's plans never fall through. And God is never confused, no matter how confused and frustrated they might have felt. Imagine this Bible study as Jesus revealed to them how Moses, who wrote about the one to come, pointed to the sufferings 
and the glory of the Christ. How Moses pointed about that, that one who would be born of a woman, who would, yes, be struck by the enemy, the devil, but himself would crush the devil in glorious victory. And how Moses and all the rest of the prophets wrote about the sufferings of the Christ and the glory that would follow. And how Cleopas and his friend heard from Jesus firsthand. Jesus talked about men like, like Job, who also was looking for a redeemer. And Job, who said in faith, prophesying, I know my redeemer lives, and that in the end he will stand upon the earth. And after my flesh has been destroyed, I will see him with my own eyes, I and not another. Job says because of that, his living God, his heart burned within him. Did Cleopas's and his friend's heart begin to burn as they heard Jesus explain all these things revealed by men like Job, David, Zechariah, and many other prophets? God's plan included the suffering of Christ and the glory that would follow. He had redeemed his people. He had fulfilled his plan, and he was alive. Later that evening, Cleopas and his friend invited Jesus to stay at their home. And it was only then, after Jesus had broken the bread, and after he had spoken his word with them, that they then saw with their eyes and understood who this man was that they had been speaking to. It had been hidden from them. Isn't that the way it is? That God comes to us first by his word. And then after believing, we too, like Cleopas and many others, will see God keeps his plans and his plans never fail. When trouble comes in our life and we begin to wonder something like, will I be safe? Yes, for a time we might face dangers and troubles. But God is bigger than the troubles around us. Yes, we might for a time even succumb to the illness of something like a virus. But God is bigger than death. And his plan includes us following Christ, walking out of the grave and into bright glory with him. That's the bright future that lies on our path ahead. And we might wonder today still, will I be able to provide? Will I have food on the table? Apply God's word to the news. His word tells us that he cares for us, that the hairs on our head are numbered, and he knows what's going on, and he knows what we need. Trust in him for daily bread, who opens his hand to satisfy the desires of every living thing. Look to him for daily bread. And remove all anxiety knowing in his love and care in Christ. It was the word of God that was used to opened, open the minds of Cleopas and his friend. It's the same with us today. Through his word, God removes our troubled past. He helps us to step and look beyond it to a bright future. And he helps us to see with joy instead of sadness his plan fulfilled. Christ has died. Christ is living. God keeps his promises and carries out his plans and purposes for us. You know, at the end of that film, the man who had been running was coming close to the border of Arizona, and he could see it in Monument Valley. 
I suppose he didn't know how close to paradise he had really come, but it was there that he stopped. And he had gained a following of many people running with him. They all stopped and were waiting for him to give some sage advice on life. He simply said, I'm pretty tired. I think I'm going to go home now. The crowd was flabbergasted. Looking to that man, they they were saying, what what are we supposed to do now? You, You won't find help by chasing after the advice and solutions of this world. You can't walk away from your troubles and fears, but there is one man who can wash away all of our troubles and open our eyes to see a bright future. We walk with him and through his word, he brings us that certain hope of joy and he will take our sadness to see with burning hearts of excitement and joy what awaits us at the end of the road. Amen. You're invited to join in confessing together our Christian faith. We use the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. We join together in responsive prayer. O Lord God, our strength, our song, and our salvation, you fulfilled your promise by the resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ, from the dead. Thanks be to God. You give us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. In your compassion you sent Christ, the Good Shepherd, who laid down his life to rescue the lost. Drive out all doubt and gloom that we may delight in your glorious triumph. Lift our eyes heavenward to see him who lives to make intercession for the saints, and grant us confidence in the greatness of his power. Keep before us the vision of your redeemed people, standing before your throne and singing the song of victory. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive wisdom and power and honor and glory and praise. Make us instruments of your peace as we bring the good news of hope and new life to those around us. Guide us in the use of all that you have entrusted to us, our time, our talents, our treasures. Risen Lord, live in us that we may live for you. Mercifully, Lord Jesus, grant healing to the sick, strengthen the faith of the suffering and the dying, assure them of your abiding presence, and comfort them with the hope of eternal life. This week in our special prayer request, we include Shirley and Scott, friends of Cindy Hoff, who are both under hospice care, and also Bill, a neighbor of Cindy, who was hospitalized this past week. Lord God, we ask that you provide strength and hope to both Shirley and Scott. Remind them that you have overcome the sting of death. Strengthen them in their struggles and give them the peace that this world cannot give. And Lord, we also pray on behalf of Bill, friend of Cindy. 
Give him strength and recovery. Be with him and strengthen him through your promises. Hear us, Lord, as we bring you our private petitions. Gracious Father, you have restored to us the joy of your salvation. With happy hearts we come before you and say, Alleluia! Thanks be to God. Amen. Our Father, Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. While the offerings are being collected, you're invited to meditate in the words of this song of praise. You're encouraged to support your local ministry, and we encourage you to find a Wells ministry nearest you. Visit wells.net. Praise God from whom all blessings Lord, our Heavenly Father, Almighty and Everlasting God, you have brought us safely to this new day. Defend us with your mighty power, and grant that this day we neither fall into sin nor run into any kind of danger, and in all we do, direct us to what is right in your sight. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Now, may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times and in every way. The Lord be with you. Blessing, honor, thanksgiving, and praise, more than we can utter or understand, be to you, O holy and glorious Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, by all angels, all mankind, and all creatures, forever and ever. Amen. We'll close by singing stanzas three through five of our hymn, Like the Golden Sun Ascending. You have died for my transgression, all my sins on you were laid. You have won for me salvation, On the cross my debt was paid, from the grave I shall arise, and shall meet you in the skies. Death itself is transitory, I shall lift my head in glory. Grant me grace, O blessed Savior, and your Holy Spirit send. That my 
may be pleasing to the end, that I may not fall again into death's grim hidden pain. Whence by grace you have retrieved me, and from which you have relieved me. For the joy your advent gave me, for your gospel's great reward, for your baptism which has saved me, for your supper and your word, for your death a bitter scorn, for your resurrection born. Lord, I thank you and exalt you, and in heaven I shall behold you. This concludes our service. Thank you for joining us. Once again, this is the service for April 26, 2020. For those who are at Rock of Ages and would like to join in the sacrament, you can contact Pastor Barthel. He'd be glad to schedule private communion with you. Otherwise, small group communion are also meeting on Sundays after each service. We're trying to limit the numbers in accordance with precautions against spreading illness. And once again, if you'd like to follow on on the service folders, and also hear the sermon message or read the sermon message, all these can be found at rockofages-payson.com. God bless your week. <laughs>